is going on everyone welcome to episode number 25 of the ubuntu nutrition podcast and part two with leah heaton of halo nutrition if you just listened to part one you'll know we're about to cover some extra juicy topics in this second episode and if you're listening to this first try going back and listen to part one first anyway great episode lots of valuable insights and information so sit back relax So you talked about like uh, an iterative approach, right? Yeah. And how important that is. And one of your posts that you wrote about was uh, like the diet shouldn't be a static. There's no such thing as the perfect static diet that's mm-hmm. great in every environment with every individual, with every set, set of circumstances. There's no such thing as that. When people yeah. think of a perfect diet, they have these like images in their head or ideas in their head. There's no such thing, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Are we in party, by the way? Yeah, yeah, I just, I'll just clip that. <laughs> you want to do that again? <laughs> no, no, never. So, um, yeah, the perfect diet is so true. Like, um, I think we're all searching for, okay, like if you look at all the, the diets that are out there now, like the keto diet, Mediterranean diet, high fat diet, low fat diet, high protein, low protein, all these different diets that are all like nearly religions at this stage. And you've got your cult following. You say something wrong, oh God, you're kicked out of that cult. You know, yeah. like it's, yeah. it's a scary place to be. When it comes to finding this perfect diet, perfect is clutching like onto the fact that we'll never change. If you think about perfect, when you define perfect, it's complete and whole and perfect in its perfect form. But God knows we're human beings, we change. You know, every single day we wake up a different person. You know, we remake in 10 million red blood cells every day like every 10 seconds or every second, you know, and our stomach lining is regenerating every week and our liver is regenerating every six weeks, our skin every month, we're constantly changing. And then as we go through the years, like age, like I say, our muscle protein synthesis, it decreases as we get older, over the age of 40, we need double the bolus of protein to get the same stimulatory effects. Like with pregnancy, nine months, you'll see a woman change. Like, you know what I mean? All the changes that we go through. Even lifestyle, COVID, people are a little bit more sedentary maybe, or maybe they're more active because now they have the time to get in extra activity and extra walking or whatever. Um, or even environment, like you say, culture. You go into, like, say, um, like India or one of these countries that has really, like, loads of spices in the diet. The reason they have that is to increase their sweat rate, increase their metabolism to help their body to adapt to the change in temperature, these extreme temperatures, because... Our metabolism drops, you know, it, it tends to slow down in extreme temperatures, extremely cold or extremely warm. So all these changes are going on. Yeah, we have that perfect diet. Like if you have that perfect diet on the piece of paper and you're walking through the Sahara Desert and then you go into Antarctica and then you're coming over to Ireland and then heading over to the US, your needs are totally going to change yeah. as you go from one environment into the other. With yeah. sports, yeah. an endurance runner, completely different to a power lifter, completely different to a gymnast, complete like all these changes occurring and yet this one specific diet is meant to be perfect and always be perfect for us it's just so unrealistic you know so yeah and it comes down to as well like people looking at foods and absolution as inherently good or bad as well right where they're defining a diet by this set of macros this set of foods it's like a perfect diet for an endurance athlete can literally be pizza, pasta, chocolate bars before races. I mean, not ideally, right? But 
for for you it might be you know you might like i say when i work with my clients it might be a chocolate bar every every day yeah. you know it might not be every day but if that's going to help you adhere to all of the principles we're we're practicing yeah what's a chocolate bar a day you know yeah definitely and it's like you know that saying the saying you know you are what you eat but you're not what you eat you eat what you are so as you need to change you eat what you are in that role as your role changes um, like I say, I think I think the best type of um, diet is the one that you can constantly keep changing and be open to change with, because that's what will help you reach your peak prime on nutritional health. If you can be open to making those changes as your needs change, but the only way to do that is to really listen and listen to your body. As you know, like I say, we've talked about cravings and how your your needs change depending on your craving as well. So I think all those different things need to be taken into account when it comes to finding the perfect diet and if the perfect diet actually exists or whether we're perfect all the time, you know? Absolutely. And that's why also it's important ugh, meal plans don't work because you need to be able to adapt as an individual to different circumstances, to different environments. Um, it's so funny because when I started, before I went into the master's, Leah, I had a year in Ireland, I moved back home I did a little course teaching kids about nutrition, but at the same time, I wanted to make a bit of money and I started nutrition coaching. And I was like, how do I do this without having to make a specific meal plan for every person? Like I was trying to cut down my work. I was like, what's a good excuse? And I was like, I want you to learn about how to do it yourself. But it actually, now I don't use that out of laziness. Now yeah. I'm like, this is huge. This is so important that you're able to adapt. Yeah. I'm not telling you, what to eat all the time because as soon as you're done with me you don't want to be paying me up every month for the rest of your life you need to be able to adapt you need to be yeah. able to look for what's in a good meal um what you need after a training what you need you know if you had a poor sleep or different environments different circumstances yeah like patrick if you were making meal plans to every single person for every day for the rest of their life you think how happy you'd be you should <laughs> <laughs> It's so, yeah, like I can't tell you the amount of times, do you do meal plans? Um, how much is a meal plan? Am I get a meal plan? I'm like, sure, you can have a meal plan if you don't want it to work for you. No problem. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, my, you know, Michael Gleason, um, he's done a lot of work on yeah, um, yeah. community and stuff. He actually has a, a book out now called The Pick and Mix Diet. And it's all the different types of diets. And you pick a mix from them and you, you combine and you mix and you match and you change each day. Oh, wow. Um, I think it's a really clever idea because it allows you to experience all the different types of diets Yeah, and not be confined or bound by just, just one. I think it's a great idea, but uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's gas. <laughs> Is that Michael Gleason that wrote the sports nutrition book? Yeah, with Asker Eugendrup, yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right over there. Yeah, he's uh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, it's a good book, actually. Really highly recommended for anybody in performance nutrition. But, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> pick and mix diet okay that's really really interesting hmm. um okay so i know we kind of talked about it about finding a bigger reason for uh weight loss mm -hmm. you know for health and things like that but um one thing i like to kind of talk about with people uh, especially athletes right i just did a talk for a bunch of footballers and well i'm working with a team we separated them into two groups to start was the guys who were trying to like reduce body fat and like get down to like a healthy weight uh, and those that are trying to like gain lean muscle mass. Interestingly, there's only about two or three who are like, I just want to maintain. I just want to chill right here. It was crazy, you know, but 
what I was trying to tell them was they were all asking about cardio. How much cardio do I do? And I was telling them, it's actually the studies show if I get you right on a weight loss diet and I tell you, okay, do two hours of cardio every single day. The chances are from both the increased hunger levels you'll just get from burning more calories, as well as you knowing you did two, two hours of cardio, you're going you're gonna to know you need more. Yeah. What is the chances that you're going to like eat? And Brian O'Hengis talks about this, about filling up your plate. What are the chances that you're going to fill up your plate extra with the exact amount extra you need to fuel that yeah. exercise? Very little, right? You're going to go way beyond that because you're hungrier. And so that's why NEAT comes into it. So will you just tell me a bit about like what NEAT is and yeah. why it's very important in weight loss or you know achieving a healthy weight? Yeah, definitely. So we talked about the calorie balance, you know, seco and calories in, calories out. And, you know, when it comes to expenditure, all the different things like thermogenesis, you know, and um, like food, even our TEF, you know, thermic effect food and all those different things that add up. But the biggest one, aside from like, obviously, our extra physical activities, so going to the gym for the hour, going for your run or doing other, the, all those kind of extra activities that we tend to only consider as efforts out is NEAT. So NEAT is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So the activities that we burn by say fiddling or like twitching, typing, tapping our foot, maybe getting up and down, just doing kind of like twiddly fitchy things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As you start to, um, I guess, restrict your diet, restrict your calorie intake and do more assigned exercise, it's been shown that we drop our levels of NEAT, right? So the non-exercise activity. So maybe we're a little bit more sedentary Maybe we don't type as many keys on the keyboard that we used to, but all those little things all add up, and it's the biggest variance in our daily calorie expenditure. So, um, yeah, when it comes to like thinking about the overall bigger picture of it, how can we trick ourselves into doing or keeping the you know our metabolism kicking high as we're in that calorie deficit? So things like the thermic effect of food, getting more protein in the diet, you know. Um, it is the 20% of the calories of protein to digest and absorb and assimilate it. So it's, it's really um, not, that's the word, not uh, efficient in its digestion. So it's a good way of getting the body to burn off extra calories as you're in that deficit. Again, increasing your lean body mass. So taking in more protein, doing more strength training, resistance training as you're in that calorie deficit. You know, there's more calories that are expended by having more lean muscle mass. Metabolism tends to increase the leaner or the, you know the more muscle mass that you have so trying to make look at how can you maintain and sustain a higher level of uh, muscle mass when you're in that calorie deficit and then being conscious again of those kind of non-assigned exercise activities that you are doing and um, trying to kind of maybe plan them or work them into your day or doing the ones that aren't so taxing on the system like just open your stack count yeah. like it's, it's such an easy thing to do and um, oftentimes we tend to again like i say compensate or eat that little bit more. Like per kilogram of body weight that you lose, you know, your expenditure decreases by about 25 calories per kg, but your intake, you know, your appetite for more food can increase by 100. So it's, it's much more likely that you will go up and above and beyond. And again, even food labeling, you know yourself with food labeling, like that, the actual labels have a margin of error of 25% plus or, plus or minus. So. Yeah. You could think you're, you're getting 400 calories in, you're actually getting 500 calories in or 300 calories in. So let's say you're hitting that mark and you've burnt that extra bit of activity or extra bit of calories and go, okay, I can 
I can load in an extra 100 calories there, but needless to know that your bowl of cereal actually already had that extra 100 calories in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's, such a, it's such a numbers game, and it, it's, it's way too simplistic to just look at the numbers. And again, just listening to how are you feeling and at what level of 1 to 10 are you feeling in terms of satiety and fullness. Um, really, really important. It's so funny when you were talking, I was going to lift this up and show that I'm, I'm at a standing desk. This is one yeah. of the ways you could increase a bit of neat. But remember I knocked the podcast. My I was trying to show Leah the snow outside and I like flipped the computer and I knocked yeah. my podcast mic off the my Oh, I actually, uh, that's actually, you know, you're talking about the standing desk and I was like, okay, so now at lockdown, we're working from home and I was saying about the staff count and how that decreases. I actually bought... Um, a treadmill so that I could put like a plank of wood across the top of it and then put my laptop up on it and just walk. Does it work? It's glass. It's glass. Oh like, my glass. God. I Stay would do that. I would work and walk. I don't think they have these things now where you can like cycle the pedometers. Yeah. I don't think I would, or not pedometer, ergometer, where like you can pedal. I don't think I could concentrate and pedal, but I could oh, definitely walk. Walk. Oh yeah. Oh, it's glass. Definitely. Or even around. Like when I was in, when I was back in school or whatever, I was really bad at like languages. And I loved French. I just really wanted to be good at French. And I just couldn't get the bloody words into my head. So I loved skipping. And the repetition of the rope hitting the ground, I actually used to skip as I was learning off words. And it worked wonders. Oh, wonders. Shit. Really? Wonders. <laughs> That's cool. When we were with the kids, we used to give them things like that. Just, just like that, where it was like every time... Uh, you finish a maths problem, jump yeah. up and do like the number of jumps yeah. for that yeah. number or something like that. You know, just making it a game because oh. it's, it's big with kids. Neat, right? They need to be. And right now it's like it's in the ground because they're sitting on electronics. They don't have team sports. You know, they don't have PE at school. Not that that was anything significant anyway, but. Yeah. Um, but even like, you know yourself, your brain is, you never go out and run and you're like, all these ideas come to you. And like, it's like your brain just switches on all of a sudden. Yeah. I think that, that impacts on learning. Like for yeah. parents, kids, seriously, get them up skipping while they're learning and it will make a massive difference. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Have them all the memory and all that crack. Yeah, there's loads of studies to show that too in kids. Like when, they, when they're regularly active, they'll be way more attentive. They'll be way calmer in class. Yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. yeah you, you know, they're not as fidgety. But sure, over here, they just uh, diagnose them with ADHD or ADD and they're just like, take medicine it's like that's what a kid's supposed to be like know, supposed to be fidgety or she's supposed to be fidgety and hopping up and down anyway we won't go into that anyway because yeah. yeah we'll be here all day <laughs> Did you, so just on that note of neat it's so funny i was uh what, i think it's eric helms yeah eric helms have you ever looked at any of his stuff yeah yeah and that's his big thing he always talks about like the metabolic down regulation that comes with weight loss mm. and he always gives this example which i think is hilarious it's like when you're, when you're going through a weight loss diet and if you've lost like, you know, five or 10 pounds, not even that, it doesn't even take that much. He's like, your brain will trick your body into doing less work, unknowns to you. It's not like, oh, I won't go out for this run. That's conscious decision. It's stuff like, he's like, if you walk past the mailbox, and it was like you said, typing less keys. If you walk past the mailbox and you look back, you're like, oh shit, I forgot the mail. Your brain will be like, get it on the way back. Yeah. instead of going back and getting it yeah. and that really resonated with me i was like oh my god your body your brain will trick your body into like even your posture will just kind of be more energy preserving yeah you know I mean? oh like we're honestly we're so like we really are so 
I don't know what the word is, but like the amount of tricks you do playing ourselves. We're crazy. amazing bodies. We're, <laughs> you think not. about it. It would have helped us when we were starving. Yeah. <laughs> really, like in fairness, we're really clever. Like we're really smart. We just don't always want to be that smart, but it, yeah, it does work. Even yeah. like, um, like things like pace as well. Like, sorry, I know I'm going off a bit of a tangent here, but like. That's no, great. Um, like, you know, chewing, like crunching and chewing. Yeah. They've done studies into like, okay, what the level of crunchiness is the proper level of crunchiness. Like they've put audio devices on and measured the level of de- decibels that people hear in terms of satisfaction and crunchiness. So there's <laughs> actually science behind chewing and crunching. And you know when people like eat so fast and watch TV and eat crazily fast and don't take in or are aware of the food that they're eating. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, I could eat more. And they just keep eating. And it's like, then they're like, oh, whoa, whoa, like I'm full. Like it takes them ages to realize they're going way past that point of being full. Yeah, yeah. It's that lack of attention to chewing and the act of chewing in itself and crunching. Yeah. <laughs> crunching is like, dentists call it called dental aggression or tension release. Uh, so we actually, in terms of when we're like angry or lonely or frustrated or anxious, we tend to chew or go for something crunchy or we just eat. Like you come home from work and you've had a really crap day and you just want to eat. That's actually you getting that tension out through eating, mm. right? Now, if you're eating at a pace that's exceptionally high, like exceptionally fast, and you go past that point, you haven't actually reached that level of release of tension. And that's why you go past and eat more. So that emotional eating thing kicks in. Um, so I definitely leave the runners at the door so that you fall over the runners before you chance, get a chance to get to the crunchy peanut butter because definitely you tend to put the runners on and release a bit more tension that way. Wow. That's yeah. such a dental aggression. The, yeah. bit about, the bit about the, I never knew that about dental aggression, but it makes sense. I'm just trying to think of myself doing that kind of stuff. But what you say about um, the attentive resources or the, like the, the attention to chewing, this is actually something that I constantly hammer home uh i was talking to firefighters a couple of weeks ago and i i've looked at studies right where they sat people in front of a tv right they gave them an ad libitum diet or a meal right they gave them a meal and they could eat as much as they want it was like in close proximity Mm -hmm. and then they sat them in a room on their own where they they had no visual external stimuli and they ate like it was something like four to five hundred calories less in an in one meal not in a day, in a meal, yeah. because their primary attentive resources are on the meal, not, and maybe on chewing now, like you say, not on the TV. Gee, uh, like, yeah, it's massive. You know, uh, Blundell, uh, Blundell at AL, I think you probably read that study on the IOPN, but it's all about the satiety cascade and all the different processes of reaching that level of satiety, so that feeling of fullness. And the first one is sensory. Mm. Now, if, if we being totally unaware in our eating environment you know and i've been watching tv or whatever we've missed out in so many senses there yeah like yeah that's yeah punchy chewiness of it because we're audio listening to the tv our visual because we're looking at the tv and if you think about it somebody rings you on a phone and then you're you're in the middle of a meeting how much of the meeting do you actually take in if you're talking to somebody on the phone it's the same thing when it comes to eating yeah you know you're only taking in a small aspect of it so it's much easy to go over the physiological point of satisfaction when you are not tuned in or honed in and how much you can regulate your appetite if you do actually fully fully tune in so again mm-hmm. and that's where it becomes less about the numbers 
because like if you follow and if you really dive in and adopt this mindfulness approach and work on that yeah. your body will only like it'll only tell you to eat as much as you need for the most part you know there's obviously going to be a margin of error there it's not going to be to the calorie but like if you focus on all your meals right you only snack when you're actually physiologically in the mood for a snack right you're gonna you're gonna hit in and around what you need yeah and that's why i think it's so important to use those and like you say come out of the numbers for a minute and look at this stuff you know yeah definitely we don't trust ourselves enough you know we don't fear our body but we fear what our mind will do to our body if we actually listen to it you yeah. know and i think that that's why we go for the meal plan and we go for the number and we go for the target because apparently that's what we need when really what we need is what we will hear if we listen to ourselves you know? <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. very good okay i think i'm looking back i think that's pretty much all um all our questions i thought that was really really good really good and yeah we have two parts so okay first off everywhere we can find you and any programs you have or where people can work with you and um, where just where they can find you on social and your website and, uh, so Website is Haley Nutrition. So that's Leah spelled backwards, L-E-A-H. So it's H-A-E-L-O-O nutrition.com. Uh, Instagram is Haley underscore nutrition. Um, if you can't find me, look up um, even up nutrition and you'll find me on there. That's, I just typed Leah and right. it comes up. <laughs> so I just say you, even up, it's Ubuntu, isn't it? It's like Ubuntu. Yeah, I guess they say Ubuntu here and Ubuntu somewhere else. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Patrick. No, you're... I'm, um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. So yeah, type in Leah either, Leah Hayden. So it's H-E-A-D-O-N. Um, you'll find some of my videos up on LinkedIn as well. So they're kind of the oh, only yeah. one I'm on. I'd love to be on Twitter. I'd love to be more of a Twitter person, but I'm just not. It's constant work, it seems. It seems like yeah. too constant. You have to be too engaged all the time. Yeah, and you've got like a text account. You can't go past a certain number of letters, and I'm not one for that. I, I tend to go over a lot. So yeah. <laughs> I actually spoke about that with uh, Alan Aragon and he yeah. was just talking. He was like, how can you ever, how can you ever put context into a tweet? There's no oh, context to give. No, absolutely. Yeah. It kills creativity. Completely. Yeah. No. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just Instagram, LinkedIn or my website, Paley Nutrition. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And you're taking people on for coaching currently or are you I, up I, the walls? Yeah. I'm, a little busy at the moment but i never say never um i have a wait list i'm like i'm more than happy to join you onto the wait list i try to move through as quick as possible but quality is definitely more important to me than quantity so um just know that if you're coming on board you'll be getting quality over quantity right so and it'll I be worth the wait for sure yeah for sure 100 percent. because i know there's a lot of listeners well <laughs> yeah. there's not a lot of listeners period but there's of the group that do listen, yeah. there's a lot of them. Yeah. I think could really, really benefit from working with you because of the approach you take. I just think it's just it's great. So appreciate it. Of course. So with that, let me do a little rip-off of Sigma. Did you did you get one? Oh, I like I looked at like I had a gazillion quotes on Instagram. I was like, right, I'll tell you here. <laughs> so you don't have one tattooed on your arm or something? I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> well, I'm like, I have one, I'm in fragile, right? So, in fragile is like unbreakable in Latin, but it's in white ink. And I swear to God, it's not, it's not in positive, it's an omen. I broke my left wrist after I got it. So, I was like, definitely not going to talk about you. <laughs> it's in white ink. 
Whiting. Have you ever seen whiting? No. Can you actually see it? Well, you probably can't see it on camera, but it's like, it's yeah, it's like. I so can kind of see something. Yeah. Wow. So faint, but I know it's there, but no one else does. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Exactly. My brother. Just before you tell me your quote, my brother. Yeah, so yeah. Funny. <laughs> on his thigh, he's like, he'd show me he got a tattoo, and on his thigh, like his quad, right? It's an upside down coffee cup with like steam coming out. I was like, why is it upside down? He's like, because it's just for me. When I'm sitting down, I can see it. When I have shorts on, I, I don't care. I didn't get a tattoo for anyone else. It's just for me. It's upside down. Like, <laughs> oh, it's so I kind of love it. Well, no, it was because he like remind, it reminded him of like his uh, coffee he used to get in the morning in college with his like best friends. But I was just that like, that's, yeah, it was so nice. But I was like, that's so cool. It's an interesting take to put your tattoo upside down. So only, it's only for you. Only for you. That's actually class. I like a constant reminder of having a cup of coffee. I'd be like, oh, I love coffee. So I'd be gone. I'd be gone. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd actually be dangerous, I think, for me. Um, okay, what's your quote? Um, so keep your face to the sun and you won't see a shadow. So I love that one because I'm like, it's just in such a positive way of being like, focus on the good, focus on the positive, and you don't see all the negative. You know what I mean? Okay. So simple. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ride your strengths. On holiday, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> you have it in your head, the sun. Oh, we're close. We're close. At least the spring's coming in Ireland. Days are getting longer. Days are getting yeah. longer. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite quote? What's, oh, I think it's, I think it's the Martin Luther King one where it's, well, it's a bit outdated, but it's the greatest measure of a man or woman. He doesn't say a woman, but he said man. Nice. It's not where he stands in times of comfort, but where he stands in times of adversity. It's something like along the lines of that. I love that. It doesn't really have a, a link to nutrition, but I just love like being able to, yeah, it kind of does, I suppose, you know, when shit's not going right to, yeah. to, to have a set of principles and practices that you can rest on. And once again, we're coming back to the non-numbers approach. If you have habits that you rely on, you know, you are what you do every day. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Uh, you can run back on them. Yeah. And that's always what you do in those challenging times, isn't it? Where, yeah. where you stand and how you stay resilient as in that bounce back ability, the flexibility in those times is adversity yeah in fragile. in fragile is it is that what it is in latin in fragile oh, i don't even know how to pronounce it in fragile. it's like i-n-f or a-g-i-l-i-s the guy who did it was like spanish and i was like oh this is gonna go so wrong like so wrong he's doing it upside down and he's spanish and it's latin and it's translated <laughs> from english like, yeah well it sounds like infragility which is yeah it's unbreakable kind of right Exactly. That's yeah. What that's, yeah, that's what it's meant to mean anyway. So, yeah, awesome. nice reminder. <laughs> that was a great chat. I really enjoyed that. I learned a lot myself. Um, thank you so much for coming on. And yeah, hopefully we'll Thanks do it so again. Absolutely. And can you research bites as class? I'm loving the post at the moment. Evan's a class. So thanks so yeah. much for my phone. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, get on that, people. Thanks for the little plug. <laughs> we'll get you writing uh, sometime when we're big and... Uh, we have a lot of resources. resources. We hit 10,000 uh, subscribers. Amazing. Oh, it's always at 10,000. We're not numbers focused. We're not numbers focused. No, I'm just joking. Me and Evan are just, <laughs> every time we have a subscriber, me and Evan are like, hey, <laughs> a new person to talk to. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll leave it there. Have a thanks great day. So thanks again. You too. Mind yourself. Boom. That is it. 
I found that absolutely brilliant. I selfishly went on for an extra half an hour and made it into part two because I was learning so much. But also, of course, I wanted to provide you guys with extra content. And Leah was kind enough to just flake away. Anyway, Leah has been kind enough to provide a series of resources, which I've put into the description. A link to a 10-day digital coaching program, all based on research, uh, character strengths identification exercises, UCL taxonomy of behavior change techniques, uh, University of Pennsylvania resources on positive psychology, and in brackets she says, this looks a bit culty, but the research behind positive psychology is class, which is true. I've looked into that myself. And then something looking at emotional intelligence. So these are all little exercises that if you're struggling with your own um, relationship with food, exercise, lifestyle, you know, health and wellness practices, this could be extremely useful. If you're a coach dealing with people that are having these same struggles, this could also be of value. You can find Leah at, as she has said, I have the links down below as well, Halo Nutrition on social or www.halonutrition.com. And another coach that has my absolute stamp of approval, um, especially if you're struggling on the behavioral side of things. Because after we stopped recording, we went on for about a half an hour just talking about the need for a degree program that are equipping individuals in both the psychological side of things, the behavior change domain, as well as the nutritional science. You know, because that's, that's what most people are struggling with. Most people know what they're doing wrong. They know what they should be eating. For the most part, you know, they might have questions about supplements, different nutrients, different diets. That's fine. But for the most part, people know. It's Behavior change is one of the huge areas right now in need of attention in with regards to, you know, weight gain, weight loss, uh, improving your health, but also adapting the environment to deal with different uh, people's socioeconomic statuses. So I just think those two areas are hugely overlooked and everyone thinks it's, oh, just stop eating as much. It's not that. It's a very, very multi-layered, multi-faceted web of uh, effects, you know, that contribute to either someone's inability to lose weight or achieve a healthy weight. Anyway, I'm going on. That is it. I just want to quickly plug the Research Bites again, which is the platform that Evan and myself have started. You can join our Facebook group for free. The platform itself to sign up is just 11 euro a month, or you can use the code 24LIFE to get a 20% discount, okay, which will bring it down to like nine euros a month. Guys, that's cheaper than a cup of coffee a week, and you get so much content. Finally, if you could, please, please, please leave a review. Something happened. I had a couple of reviews and ratings on my Apple uh, podcast, but Apple deleted them. I have no idea. They might have thought they were fake or something, but it was different people commenting and reviewing. I don't know why they did this, so I'm currently in the process of contacting them and asking them why. Because they don't allow you to like review your own. Well, they might but why would I do that? Because you would just see. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend and I hope you learned from this. Please leave a review. Bye-bye.